It's not every day we get to hear a cool story about our maniacs working hand in hand with our local community. After all, we are a part of that larger community. Whether it's Bangor, Penobscot County, the state of Maine, we're here to support our community, state and country for that matter. And that's what's unique about the Air National Guard. We wear multiple hats. I'm Master Sergeant Andy Sinclair, and this is episode 52 of the Maniac Radio Show. Joining us is Master Sergeant Anthony Melanson and his fellow firefighter, Jordan Decker. They were part of a unique experience recently that not only put their crew to the test, but allowed them to work hand-in-hand with the local fire departments in a real-world scenario. So, gentlemen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. So, what happened? Give Give me a background. Uh, so we are on shift. We both work on shift together. We do 24 hours on, 48 off. And it was just like any other day, we were kind of settling down. Cooking supper. Yeah, I just turned on the grill, got done working out. And then uh, we got a call that came over that there was uh, all hands in Bangor on Exchange Street. So immediately we all jumped on the truck, geared up, uh, we got there pretty quick just because we know the back streets pretty well in the surrounding area. We're able to jump across the airport. Uh, we got there, pulled up right behind command, and uh, our our captain, Captain Murray, he isn't in today, but he he uh, did a face-to-face with command, and they uh, basically let us know anything that they needed. We would be there, so we started out. We swapped out some bottles. Yeah. Swapped out some some what? Some bottles, some air bottles. Oh, okay. yeah, the okay. first okay. like the first crew from through Bangor that was doing interior, they were kind of coming out of the building when we kind of showed up. So we swapped out a few of their bottles, like their air bottles for their CBA packs, and then uh, we ended up going hooking up with a crew th- from Bangor, and ended up going back in with them the second round, yeah. and that was kind of. Feeding hose, but you went in yep. with them first, and yep. then I kind of caught up with you. But you can. Yeah, I jumped on the nozzle with one of the Bangor captains, and we worked our way up to like the third floor. So we were kind of hitting the spot fires on the way up. There's just a couple that were still popping out of the walls and the ceiling. So we used our tools to pop the holes, make sure we got all the fire out as we were going up. Uh, worked our way up to the second story. Uh, there's a door at the top of the stairs. I remember I opened that. It was a multi-unit building, so they had multiple housing inside of this one house. So once we got to the top of the stairs, I opened the first door, and there was another door behind it locked. So I checked that, closed that door. Uh, the stairway kept going up, so we proceeded up to the third floor where it was pretty well opened up in the attic and most of the fire was ripping out through the walls. So at that point, we climbed up in the attic and started doing some more ripping and tearing. Got most of the fire out and we did some ventilation, some hydraulic ventilation. What's that mean? So basically for hydraulic, there's two different ways you can vent. You can use positive pressure fans to push air in which will push the smoke and the heat outside of the building. Makes sense. 
And then you can also use your hose line where you open it up in front of a window and just that pressure of the water shooting out the window will actually pull the smoke and the heat out. And you kind of want to do that with a coordinated attack. So like depending on which way the wind's blowing might determine which window you actually use. But we went to go pop the windows and most of the windows were already broken. And we're not sure if someone else broke them, but there was also uh, reports of an explosion. So possibly the explosion might have already knocked out the windows. So at that point, we went up to the windows to do our hydraulic ventilation, trying to suck more smoke and heat out of the building to clear it so we could continue doing salvage and overhaul and trying to search and locate any extra fire. And then at that point, <clears throat> once we got all the fire out, we got most of the smoke all cleared out. We could tell that pretty much all the fire was out. We worked our way back down. And then at that point, we worked as the outside hand crews helping Jack hose and we moved to the exterior of the building. Uh, you want to hit on any of that, what we did for yeah, protecting um, exposures? Because there was, during this call, there was actually two houses that were on fire right side by side. Mm -hmm. So we were working in house, I can't remember if they had, ours was house one or house two. I believe we were one. Or one, yeah. So they ended up, um, house two actually kind of got out of hand, got away from them for a little bit. So they actually pulled everybody out of that one and then kind of hit it, like surround and drown with their ladder trucks and with hose lines from exterior. Um, and then once they kind of got it back under control, they started doing interior stuff again. And we kind of went back to work on house two, um, throwing ladders. <clears throat> At that point we started um, like cutting the eaves apart. There was a lot of fire extension in the eaves. Um, what, what started the fire? Roof. I don't think they ever determined. I think the damage was so bad that they didn't really come to find out what actually did it. But there was the report that came out. One of the residents was in her kitchen. And when the explosion went off, it knocked her to the ground in her kitchen. So that was unconscious or no, but it knocked her to the ground. So something big. So there must have been something pretty big that actually ignited. And that would make sense because when we showed up, it was already like fully involved. Every floor was on fire. So there was definitely a large amount of fire that actually ignited it. So, so Bangor, like, a, a, and I know nothing about this stuff or, 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 or what you, what you guys are specialized in, but it's, I would imagine that Bangor fire department is the biggest fire department in the area, right? So yeah. for, for them to call on you guys yep. in other towns, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so it was all hands on deck. So basically second alarm, if they call for a second alarm, we're automatic for their second alarm. So if it's that big, like they, they know they're not gonna be able to do it all on their own and they're gonna need extra manpower, extra uh, like resources, equipment. Like they call in surrounding towns for even like Holden showed up just to help reservice air packs and wow so they is this the first time this has happened like I, I i haven't heard this no we've actually we signed a new mutual agreement this prior year with bangor but we've been now that we have a working engine fully crewed uh we actually respond with herman fire levant hamden uh i think even glen burn Went up to Old Town. Yeah. Went Old Town, the Main Street. Yeah. Burned last year. And this is downtown. from the the state side, or is this from the guard side, or both? Well, it's like, both. We're all that's crazy. We're all state, that. but now, 
basically they realized that we're here, we're trained, we're equipped, we have the resources. Yeah. Like even Herman, they don't always have someone there 24-7 where we have a fully manned crew there 24-7 ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it kind of plays hand in hand with actually like serving your community and helping out. I mean, that's the military's helped us out a lot by sending us out to get trained, certified, giving us all the gear and apparatus. So we might as well try to help out our local community. And once they realize we were able to do that, they've actually like taken it on a lot more and called on us a lot more. Like it's a still it's still a pretty new process, for, you know, for us. Like like uh, Sergeant Wesson said, pretty much the last year or so has been really been ramped up. Well, and I mean, you going guys on calls and tra- uh, training with Bangor, looking mm-hmm. to do a lot more training with them, get them out here. And we do aircraft burns every year. Yeah. And then maybe us go down and train with them down at the burn building at mm-hmm. the south end of the airport. Is that uh, is that like ripped by Blackbeards? Is that, yeah. is that a yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the life flight hangar. Yeah. I've seen it once where that, that whole building was up and you guys were all trained. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they're actually out there today because they've got mm-hmm. some nice props too, like some roof ventilation. Uh, they've got like a window bailout props. So, so you guys, you you know, I hear this story. Um, I hear stories like this, and it just reminds me of like you know that um, you guys are kind of like the Swiss Army knife. I would imagine, like with 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 like um, when it comes to firefighting, because not only I would imagine you guys are obviously you're trained in, in in putting out fires like in buildings, right? But you guys are also trained on the other side, where if God forbid a um, you know a plane goes down. You guys are dealing with all the fuel and the and the and I feel like that's a whole nother side of the house, you know. So it's pretty cool that they're utilizing you guys and yep. and you don't you really hear about that. Like I've heard about that with uh, with security forces, like at like you know bigger bases or maybe active duty bases where they patrol. They have jurisdiction like 15 miles outside right. the gate, and they can pull over civilians and give them tickets and stuff. But I've never heard about that with firefighters. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. I mean, a lot of our guys that work full time, they also work on local departments. So kind of getting that network out there. And once they find out that they know that we're able to do that and what we're capable of doing, they took full advantage of it. And now we're probably actually one of the more busier stations for actual like fires and yeah. car vehicle accidents. Well, you, you guys are also EMS. Like if yeah, I, if I pass responder. out, like you yeah. guys know how to, yeah, yeah. which is crazy too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, are all firefighters are, are though, right or no? A lot of them are first responders and then you have EMT. We're, we're both, we're, That's crazy. we're trained at first responder level, but like I'm an EMT, we've got medics on, we've got EMT advanced. So, so you guys really are like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause you never really know, like kind of the air force you never really know where you're going to be put i mean we've been to stations all over the country and world so you never really know every station's different where you might have one department that's strict strictly structural firefighting or you might have another where you actually have to respond to fuel and aircraft fires so you never really know what you're going to get so we basically have to be broad in, in our training and then that kind of plays off on whatever we end up showing up to and you've been i mean you've you've deployed quite a few times yep yeah i've uh, so gone four times already getting ready to go for another reason so yeah that's and so you yeah you have the world the worldwide experience yep. and i'm sure it's different everywhere you go oh yeah yeah sometimes you show up and you have one truck and they're like all right good luck here mm-hmm. it is figure out the station and then i've been to others where there's three or four stations and mm-hmm. 25 different trucks and 
So it all depends. So for in, for uh, those who are listening that can't see what we can see, I, so Sergeant Melanson sitting here, he's got a, 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 you know an Air Force uniform on, and um, and Jordan has a has a state uniform on. Can you can you guys explain the relationship and what what's what that what that's all about? Because not everybody knows why you know why we see some blue uniforms out here with with uh, you know the camis on. Yeah, so it's uh, our fire department down there. It's a it's a state run like day-to-day fire department, but it's federally funded through the Air Force. So, and it's labeled as military firefighter, like when you get hired. So most everybody down there was either in the military or have been has been in the military. Mm-hmm. Like myself, I was, I did one enlistment six years um, through the Guard, got hired full-time down there. Once my six-year enlistment was up, I ended up getting out of the Guard, but I'm able to keep my day-to-day full-time state position even though I'm not in the guard. So that's kind of where they used, it used to be um, kind of more of a military yeah. fire department where you had to be in the guard to work there. Um, they changed that, I don't know, like 25, 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah, they've been doing Where you can be dual. a civilian and work there, but you still have to have like your five level um, military firefighting training. It's kind of similar to our, our cops, like our state employees that work the gate. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. That's cool. That's a, that's a unique relationship. And I'm sure it's probably like that at most bases, right? Including yeah. active duty bases. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them that do both. And it's nice, too, because like a lot of the state guys kind of already have a general idea of how the military operates. So like if we have to go away for like a two week trip, they understand it where a lot of civilian departments might be like, oh, you guys are taking off again. But out here, yeah. at least they understand like right. we have a mission to do here and we can't always commit to the civilian job too. And I'm sure like your DSGs that are working for you know civilian fire departments are probably the same, in the same boat. They oh, probably yeah. fully understand, Yep. you know, that's crazy. So, you know, you guys, what was going through you guys' mind when you guys heard that call? I mean, you, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to jump to conclusions, but I'm assuming you don't respond to fires every day, you know, so that must've been kind of crazy. When yeah. You that phone I mean, <laughs> we, we train as much as we can to get into that mindset. So when we do show up, that's kind of one good thing about the Air Force is they, they are heavy on the training, not so much on the experience, but we we pound it a lot in on the basics and the fundamentals. So when we do roll up, it might be a real world emergency, but at the same time, we've done it many times before. So the same thing has to go through your head of, okay, what do you have involved? What are your exposures? I mean, first thing is your safety, of course, but then you have to actually like decide whether it's worth going in offensive attack if you're gonna to try to save the building. So we try to go in the same time with the same mindset of you know, looking out for our safety first and then at that point, if the building's worth saving, we're gonna go in and try to put the fire out offensively. And then if it's not, we're gonna go defensive. If, if it's not worth our safety, then we're just gonna pull back try to hit the fire from the outside once we get control of it then go back in and continue yeah which is exactly what happened down at that fire they did an interior it kind of got lost a little bit kind of got out of control so they pulled everybody out did a defensive attack got it back under control and they started going back in doing uh, offensive interior firefighting so that's pretty common you know it happens you're in and out and when with 
big fires like that, it's hard to. So you, so you've been in. Um, you were in the guard. You went one enlistment, um, Jordan, and then um, so you've been around for like what six, six-ish plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah six, six and a half years. And did, and did you did you deploy while you were in the? I service? did not. No. Nope. So so you know I'm going to direct this question more toward you than than um, Anthony, um, just because I know Anthony's been in a little bit longer. But um, what uh, what was going through your head? What was your? Were you nervous? Were you anxious? Were you excited? I was anxious, excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, uh, I've been a firefighter for 10, 11 years now. I was on a, a volunteer fire department. So, I mean, I've been in, in a bunch of fires, mm-hmm. been to a bunch of fires. So, so you're kind of used to it then. Yeah. yeah. And like Sergeant Blanson said, I mean, we train and train and train and train. It's, it seems like you guys do. I mean, I've yeah. been down there a few times when you guys are training and it's pretty yeah. rigorous. It was, it's uh, good. I mean, it's exciting. You get anxious, but you got to also kind of, Keep your cool and stay calm and collective, and just like a firefight. Yeah, yeah, same idea. So, you know, I would imagine that you're, you know, the more panicked you are, the less trained that you are, the less fluent, and right, uh, and then and, you get, yeah, then you mistakes get, happen. Exactly, and yep. people die. You know, it's. Um, was it? You may have already men, um, said, mentioned this, but was it? It wasn't just the two of you from here, or was there more than no? So we there had a crew of three because we had our rescue. Okay, so we had Captain Murray was our captain. I was driving, he was back seat, and uh, basically when we showed up, uh, we already knew their AC on duty because he's retired out of the fire department out in the guard too. So oh, nice. it actually worked out pretty nice because when we show up, he already knows us. He knows I've worked with him many times. Jordan's worked with him many times. So mm-hmm. he knows what we're capable of. And he saw us and right away he was like, yeah, jump on that line with those guys and go in with them. And they were happy to have us because I think Bangor's been hiring a bunch of new guys too, so I think they he actually had a new guy on the hand line with him, so we kind of combined and helped both of them out. So you guys have a, you guys must have a pretty good relationship with all those guys. Yep, yeah. yeah, we work with them quite a bit, and they're happy to have us. And even I think most of the surrounding towns are happy to work with us because we can bring another level to the service where they might not always see it, and they kind of just see us out here but not really fully sure of everything we do so like yesterday we brought uh, the UH-60 out to Old Town and we had them do a familiarization on it and we actually brought our prop out and let them pull victims out of the helicopter and the army guard let them shut down the helicopter with the props running and showed them how to shut everything down so what that's that was that's awesome that was pretty exciting for them because that's stuff they don't get to do at all but i mean those helicopters are flying around all day long so yeah especially in old town the airport right there i mean there's pretty good chance that it could go down out there just as easily out here i think think those guys do a lot of training up in old town lincoln stud mill road go to the smaller airports and do a lot of touch and go training yeah exactly so they're really happy so now that we're kind of building on that mutual relationship they're they're calling us more we're bringing out our resources for them so it's kind of working hand in hand and that's it, awesome it's a good relationship to have with the community too yeah and you know not to, not to beat that recruiting drum but talk about a way like you know i may i may work through my recruiter and i may want to come visit you guys yep. and i may see you guys as face value i may right. not get all those cool nuances and stories that you guys are working with the army and you're working with local fire departments yep. and you're actually training your butts off you know and, and to, to you know for that worst case scenario type of thing and that's you know i relate that back to 
security forces, you're not, you're, you guys aren't being paid for what we might see you doing on a day-to-day basis. You're being paid and, and for your experience and what yeah. could happen, right? Because you, when, you know, it hits the fan, you guys are going to be right there. Yep. You're going to be running toward the fire and not while the rest of us are running away from the fire, Yep, which is um, pretty crazy. And it's got to be a good feeling, right? I mean, so what, what, um, you know, when, when this was all done, uh, and you know, while it was going on, I mean, it, you know, I asked if you were anxious or, or nervous or whatever, but you must, you guys must have had some for some form of excitement or, or sense of, I would feel like accomplished. I'd feel like, man, this is really cool. I'm making a difference. And yep. that's gotta be a cool feeling. Yeah, it definitely feels good. Like at the time, like you kind of feel bad because someone's house is getting demolished and damaged, but I've been on fires before where we had to break down doors and smash out windows and had the homeowner walk up and actually like thank us. And I'm like, well, I'm glad we saved what we could of your house, but yeah. it's still not a great feeling that yeah. we just had to go and destroy your house. Wish but you could do more. Yeah, yeah. Try to help them. But they're actually like very thankful for what we might have saved. Like even one of the Herman firefighters actually saw someone's flag that was in a case and actually pulled that out of the building. Really? Yeah. And the homeowner was very thankful because I guess it was like his father's or something like that. So he actually got like an award and I guess Fox wanted to talk to him and do an interview over it. Really? Yeah. So there's stuff like that, that we try to help out and preserve the homeowner stuff as much as we can, but Mm. it's definitely kind of like a bittersweet because you kind of do feel bad like when they lose a lot of their stuff or animals or anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, wow. You, uh, you guys are making me want to join the fire department. You have any openings? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we're always hiring. So. <laughs> you guys have any DSGs right now? Open oh, any uh, positions open right now? Uh, we had a recruit come down yesterday, so I think we might have some openings. Yeah. And then full time, we just hired one too. So. What's the? I mean, um, as we wrap this up, what what? Uh, you know, what would you say to somebody? You know, like a eighteen or nineteen, twenty year old that's looking to join? You know. The, I would say if they think they might be interested, I mean, all the local towns, they all have volunteer fire departments and they're always looking for volunteers. So I would, I always try to tell people to start there first. And I mean, you can go there and it's normally like one night a week and you can actually like train with them and see if you actually might have a passion for it before you go all in with the guard because it is a lot of responsibility. It it's, is, and you, you can get a lot of experience on a volunteer department. Yep. I mean, that's that's how I started out. I never knew I wanted to be a firefighter until I joined a local volunteer department. I was mm. volunteer for like five years, and I said, you know, it's kind of fun. Come down, talk to the recruiter, ended up joining the guard, um, went away to, to school, training, come back, and ended up landing right in a full-time position. That's awesome. So I love it. Yeah, that's great. Why, why did you join? Why, why, was it for schooling or did you join just because you want to make a difference? Just or? because, honestly, it was because of the full-time position. I knew mm-hmm. uh, my uncle actually works down there. I knew there was going to be a position opening. A family legacy type thing. Yeah, yeah right. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. normally how we hear and, about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not it's really something everyone knows. Yep. Yeah, did you did you join because of Crystal? Or did you yeah, write? that's how I found out about it. She's yeah. like, the guard has a fire department. And I was like, well, I'm already doing it on the outside. I might as well go that's do cool. it there. So you would have had probably no idea. No. Maybe down the road no. you may have met somebody. But, yeah. you know. So that's kind of the good thing about us getting out, too, and training and working with 
the other departments because they're like, oh, the guard has a fire department. It's like, yeah. yeah Plus you guys just do. did that big renovation here with that nice building yep. now. And that's awesome. How, how many, uh, how many firefighters do you guys have, including DSGs? So full time we're running between like 43 to 45 guys. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And yeah, about we half three shifts for DSG. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty shifts, big yeah. department. Yeah. We have about 12 to 14 guys on shift. You guys, you guys have barracks. You sleep right there, right? Yep. So yeah. we all have our own bunk room. We have a nice gym mm -hmm. that came with the addition. Uh, we've got full commercial size kitchen, mm -hmm. uh, day room, uh, computer training room, mm -hmm. and then alarm room. We do like two hour shifts in the alarm room in case anything comes in. But we're basically our numbers are set off of the aircraft, so mm. that's how they determine how many firefighters. Because that's is that your is that your number one mission? Yeah, yeah. We're here for them. Okay, and we have a, it's a, tank a minimum of nine yeah. uh, firefighters at all times at the for firehouse. them to be able to fly. Yeah, I know you guys are. I know you guys are on point. Like I, I remember, you know, when I was in security forces, if something happened, you know, we get there as fast as we could, but no matter how fast we got there, you guys were always there first. It was yeah. like, man, we try to take a lot of pride in having a quick turn. Yeah, yeah, be that on scene commander. Right? Yeah, That's we fun. have we run our own dispatch, so well, oftentimes we get calls first, and yep. we're able to. Well, especially when you guys have that like triple hat, right? So you guys are the firefighters, you're, oh, yeah. you're EMTs, and you're. Yep. You know, dispatching. But, yeah. Um, you guys wear a lot of different hats. And I, yeah, that's cool. Wow. Um, so what came of, of that incident? What, what, what was the outcome? You, you said you didn't know. You guys don't know what started the fire. No, last yeah, I would say it's probably a complete loss mm. just between two of them. I think one of them already caught on fire and they rebuilt it. Mm. But where they're older buildings, I don't think it's really worth saving. Yeah, there was a lot of fire damage. The old wiring and stuff. Yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, last that I had heard, the fire marshals were still doing an investigation. They, they hadn't, hadn't determined what the cause was yet. The hard part is with that old construction, it's all balloon framing. So inside the walls, it's open all the way up to the roof. So oh. once the fire gets inside those walls, just it like just a... takes off. And it's not really ideal to try to rebuild after that because plus how do you guys fight that i mean that's oh, like it's you tough. can't get in there because yeah, yeah. basically we had the third floor all put out and when we came back down it started reigniting on the first and second floor even though we were putting those fires out as we were working our way up but the air and the heat just gets into the walls and just takes off and there's it's a hard one to fight with the old buildings yeah that's uh i can't even imagine yeah, not the heat. Uh, yeah, it's probably friggin' hot. Yeah, especially up in the attic. Well, it's crazy too. I mean, you got you know we people always kind of complain. Or I shouldn't say complain, but you always hear you know uh, fumbling and bumbling. You know, even take this exercise is coming this weekend. You know, and, you know the. Uh, but that's what we're here for. Yep. And you guys are an epitome of that. That you guys you train you know you uh, train to fight and you yep. fight to train type of thing and. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. And like I said, I've I've been down there with you guys just and watched and documented what you guys do for your um, I forget what you call it. It's like a it's like your own PT test kind of thing. Like oh, our combat. Yeah. CPAT. Yes, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember thinking, man, that's a tight space to be crawling through, and you got to carry oh, yeah. that friggin' body. Yeah. And, which makes sense. I mean, that, that could, you guys could be doing that. You oh, know, yeah. probably have done it. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we get to we go to rescue school too, which is rescue one and two. It's a total of a month training, and we do even more confined space where 
you have to actually like dig your way into a concrete box and then drill your way out with like an inch drill bit and the biggest guy has to fit through the hole so we get pretty used to going through tight confined spaces <laughs> yeah um that's crazy is there anything you guys want to add anything from from more from the story that you guys can think of that you want to share i think we pretty much hit okay. the highlights of covered it all what what happened and just basically our role on the base in the surrounding towns i'm sure leadership was pretty happy to yep. hear about the success yep. and that's cool it's always good to represent the, the maniacs in that way yep you guys have a big maniac decal on your on your truck uh, we've got, it's like the state of Maine, yeah. Air National mm-hmm. Guard. Man, you guys should get one of those decals. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Might so have a sticker here good, or there. Good recruit. I'm talking like something that's like two feet long. The big one. Yeah, the big one. <laughs> Slap across the, the side. Yeah. Have you got, when you guys deploy, you guys don't ever take any of your engines? No. No, I no everything's guys... deployed in location. So we just bring our fire gear. Hmm. I don't know if you see those cool photos of like the... <laughs> c5 or the c17 the nose yeah. that pops up and yeah they drive the yeah i mean if we're going to like ford operating base we'll bring, bring something vehicles but they're already deployed well i appreciate it guys um i appreciate you guys sharing your story and 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 um appreciate what you guys do that's that's crazy i didn't realize the scope of what had actually happened but um yeah that's wild so We'll talk again soon. Keep us in the loop if anything else happens and be safe. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All righty. Thanks again, guys, for coming on and sharing your story. It's drill weekend. The exercise that we've been prepping for is finally here. Let's knock it out of the park. I'm going to put a quick plug in for the main state command chief's Facebook page. Be sure to head over there and give it a like. He posts photos and videos from his travels around the state, visiting the men and women of the Maine Air National Guard. Be sure to utilize this page as a means of communication as well. Have a question for the chief? Shoot him a message through his page and he'll, be, he'll do his best to answer it. And if he can't, something tells me he has resources to get that answer you need. Hopefully everyone has a safe and productive drill weekend. It's probably safe to say now that summer is knocking at our door, so be sure to stay safe during your summer activities. Take care of each other. So long.